Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another Wolf Mentality Podcast. It is your host and head coach, Isaiah Bowick. <clears throat> Hope you are all having the best day of your life. And I am super excited for today's podcast because we're going to be talking about the difference of warm-up sets versus top working sets. Um, this question actually has been coming up a lot lately um, in my private Facebook community. It's been coming up a lot lately in my DMs. It's been coming up a lot lately with my coaching because one thing about optimizing your physique, you're really wanting to optimize your physique. You want to grow. You want to start seeing lean muscle. You want to see your physique literally change in front of you from month to month to month. How hard are you training in the gym? How hard are you actually training in the gym? And so as I'm diving into some of these tips, um, the goal today with this live is to be um, for you to get mindful of, hey, am I training hard enough? And I'm going to do my best to do an outline because everybody is so different. You know, I can say, hey, I need you to train, you know, close to failure um, for one person that might mean two sets in a, in a given exercise uh, or a given day, you know, that might be three or four for somebody else. It really depends. It's that famous. It depends. Um, but giving a general guideline and also just creating that mindfulness. So when you go and you put in the work and you actually are physically training in the gym, that you're actually seeing growth. I think a lot of people, they go into the training, they go into um, a workout program, or they see a, a sheet that says four sets of 10, and they hit that 10th rep, and then they go to the next movement, then they go to the third and the fourth and the fifth, but they don't have that mindfulness of, hey, was that a warm up set? Or was that a hard working set? So today, I'm going to be giving you one very important tip that I use for myself. I use it with my clients. A lot of my clients is they're kind of going out of a primer phase with me. So when I say a primer phase, I'm talking about the phase where you're just, you're just building foundation. You're building skill. You're learning how to contract your muscles. You're learning, hey, this is how my lats work. This is how my chest works. This is how my legs work. And from a primer phase, as you shift out of a primer phase, you start going into hard working sets. You start going into um, you know, strength blocks, hypertrophy blocks, where you can really push yourself and push your limits. Um, but if you're listening to this and you are a beginner, you know, it's really important that you're always building skill first because you can see it on Instagram, on TikTok, everybody wants to talk about it. Oh, you need to, you know, you need to train really close to maximum, maximum failure. You need to have two reps in the tank or one rep in the tank or completely to failure. But if you're somebody listening to this right now and you don't even know how to accurately activate your chest or you don't know how to actively um, contract your lats, you're not going to have a really good time seeing the change. And so as you're going into this, I have a couple demonstrations I want to talk about today when it comes to warm up sets going into your working sets. All right. I've been seeing it a lot lately. I've been seeing it so much. People going into the gym, they grab some dumbbells and they do, you know, three sets of 10 to 12. And then they go to the next movement. That's it. Then they go to the next movement and that's it. And in these sets, in my head as a coach, again, I don't go up to these individuals at all. I just, I just monitor and I look. 
I'm like, you got five left in the tank. You have seven left in the tank. You definitely have eight left in the tank. Um, And they're just kind of going through the motion. They're just kind of going. And I get it. Some people, they're not looking to maximize their physique. But this podcast is about helping you maximize your physique and maximize your mindset. You know, if, if, if that's something that you don't want to do, then you don't have to listen, listen into this. But as you're going into your warmups, it's really important to understand how to work your way up to hardworking sets. I like to call them warm-up sets or also feeder sets. Um, they're exactly the same. And so a, a breakdown for this, I'm going to do an upper body movement and a lower body movement. And if you're watching this on the TikTok, on the Facebook, or on the Instagram, you're probably going to get a light ball motion, light ball moment because you're going to be like, oh, I definitely don't do this. So I preferably like to pyramid down. And when I say pyramid down, I'm talking about how you're taking your sets. You're starting with a warm up. Say you are doing a heavy dumbbell press of six to eight reps, and your top working set is 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Do you think you're going to go on that bench and the first set do 100 pounds? Absolutely not. I mean, I've seen people do it and then they tear their pec or they really, really get hurt. But if you find yourself like, hey, my top working set last week was 100 for six or seven reps, how are you going to warm up to that? And this is how I like to do it. This is one method. There's a lot of different methods, but I like to pyramid down. So how that would look like would be around, you know, 70, 75 pounds. You would go, you know, that 13 to 15 rep range. Now, again, this warm up should be very close to feeling like you have like six, seven, eight left in the tank. Okay. You're not taking your warm up set and going completely to failure. What are you do- doing during this process? So, yesterday I did do a live and I was talking about how to have a better gym workout, like overall, like better gym quality, better gym session, mentally focused. When you are doing those warm-up sets, you should be mindful of what's going on with your physique. Do you actually feel your chest contract? Or are you thinking about that argument you had with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Or are you thinking about what you have to eat for dinner? Or are you thinking about the finances that you have to, um, to pay? And I understand that stuff, but be present. Be present with your body because I see it so much that people hurt themselves in the gym because they're not being mindful of what's going on. So again, going into that 13 to 15 rep range, say that's 70 pounds. Now from 70, you're going to go to 80. How is 80 going to look like? Well, 80 is going to probably be around that nine to 12 rep range. You're still trying to keep four to five, six in the tank now. Now this is where biofeedback needs to come in because say you had really poor sleep the night before. Say you got four or five hours of sleep. Okay. Now, last week your top set was 100, but you just did a warm up set at 80 pounds. And that 80 pounds feels like, man, this feels like an RIR of one. Like this feels like a top set today. Well, it might be your top set. So, this is why a lot of people don't track. This is why it's so important that people track and people don't track because they just go, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pull back because I don't feel it. And sometimes you have to, but this is going to be a good gut check of, yo, Yo, last night I didn't sleep well. Yo, my digestion was off yesterday. Man, I missed two meals yesterday. And now my top set last week was 100 for one. 
And today I'm feeling like an 80 pound dumbbell feels heavy. And this is why biofeedback is extremely, extremely important. Now, again, you have to give yourself grace because you can get frustrated. I've been there. I've been there. But this is when you have to go down the checklist and ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? And lots of times it just comes down to lifestyle, the sleep, okay, the quality of your sleep. Most of the time it's sleep, but it could also be like, were you in a very high stressful situation yesterday? Was your cortisol higher? Did you miss meals? You know, for my ladies out there, I, I always say this, like before you, uh, before you start a dieting phase, you should be over 2000 calories, at least over 2000 before you start dieting. For my guys, I like you to be a little bit around over 3000 calories, which depends. So again, that's that kind of that gut check mindset check for, for that. But as you go from the 70 to the 80, say you had good biofeedback, everything's good. You're like, all right, now I feel super good. Now you're going to do one to two reps of your top accumulated set. All right. How does this look like? What does this look like? This is going to be, so say your, your working set is a hundred pounds for six to eight reps. All right. You're going to take that hundred pounds. You're going to do one to two reps. You're going to do one set of one to two reps. What does this do? It just is going to set your nervous system up, right? It's going to set you up, right? Like, Hey, did, does this feel right? Does this feel good before I actually do my actual six to eight? All right. So the, this is a good demonstration of when you're doing a heavy, heavy set, heavy, heavy set. So you're going to work from the 15, the 13 to 15. Then you're going to work around that 10 to around 10 to 13 and then around that eight to 10. And then when you're like, okay, it's time for my hundred pound dumbbells for six to eight reps, I'm going to do one final acclimate set. And that's going to be one to two reps with that heavy dumbbell. And you're just going to get everything right. You're going to make sure your chest feels good. You're going to make sure you're set up, set up, initiate, stabilize. I always say that set up, initiate, stabilize. And then you're going to go into that top set and hopefully, you know, push for six to eight. So that is a demonstration there of that pyramid set. Again, the hundred for six to eight, that is your top working set. That is what you track. You do not track your warmups or I, this is where a lot of people go, wait, what? I just did four or five sets. What are you talking about? Those, those three to four sets were not effective. Okay. And this is where I'm going to be kind of breaking down some of the research. Again, the research shows you need to be within that zero to three. I would make an argument that you really should be around zero to two. I've been training in that zero to two for seven to eight years. And that's where I've seen personally my experience from my, my own physique and also my client's physiques where the bread and butter is. So yes, I know it can be a little frustrating when you're like, oh my gosh, like I have to do three or four sets in just one movement. But again, they should be quick and they should be smooth. They, they shouldn't be taxing and they should be just getting you set up and right. Okay. Now let's go and talk about leg movements. Okay. So leg movements are probably one of the most important. Now, upper body is very important, but lower body is extremely important because I see it all the time where people go to a leg extension. Okay. Or they go to a hack squat or they go to a barbell squat and they do three sets of 10 to 12. They do three sets of 10 to 12 and they, they hit the sets and they go to the next movement without even testing their, their limits. They, they have so many in the tank. Um, yesterday I 
I have a private Facebook uh, community and I posted a movement of me doing a half squat with a top set of RIR one. And I had several of my clients reach out and go, Oh, that's what an RIR one is. Uh, That's what an RIR one is. And it takes time. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, and if you're driving and this is something that you're like, I have no clue where my RIR is, record yourself. And I'm going to be talking about a strategy that I use with a lot of my clients called the test talk. I use it a lot. I I use it a lot to make sure you're determining your RIR, but let's break down what a hack squat would look like from a top set. Okay. So say you're doing the hack squat and your goal is a working set of six to eight with an RIR of one. Good gosh. Okay. That's going to be Three sets at an RIR of one, that is, that's hard. It's extremely hard. And this is why a lot of people go like, yeah, Matt, I do like five, six, seven exercises in my leg movement. No, you don't. You don't need it. You need more. You need anywhere from maybe three to five, ideally three to four movements in a leg day, like a specific leg day, three, four, maybe five. And once you start really training close to an RIR of one, you're going to, you're going to notice you do not need five or six movements. You do not need seven or eight movements. You need three, four good quality movements that train what you're training that day. And you're going to really, really push. Okay. Um, the other day I did two leg movements. I did a barbell hack squat, um, for more glute hamstring focus pushing my hips back. And I did a Bulgarian split squat. I did two sets, two working sets of two exercises. I could not walk for three days. Now I probably trained a little too hard, but I went into the gym because I wanted to see how sore I could get from just two movements, two, that's it. Two movements because I was training really, really hard. Okay. So let's break this down eight to 10 or six to eight reps for a hack squat. And your working set is 225 for six to six to eight. So 225 would be a 45 on each side. Okay. Now, how would the warm-ups look like? Same thing. Try to focus on pyramid down. So you're going to start off with 12 to 15. Again, that's going to be dependent on each person, but try to stick around 12 to 15. Keep your RIR around five, six, seven. You're just getting your quads. You're just trying to get blood flow into the knees. Okay. From there, you're going to shift down and you're going to kind of play around that like nine to 12, 10 to 12. Again, this is all dependent on how you feel that day. And that's why as you are going through your journey, you're going to realize that auto regulation happens every single week. It does not matter what is on the paper. It could say three sets of 10 to 12. It could say four sets of 10 to 12. You have to always be auto regulating. I auto regulate every single time I'm in the gym. And that's even with good sleep and low stress. I'm always auto-regulating. There's always going to be something you have to make adjustments. It's never going to be perfect on paper. Now, as a coach, I'm a full-time coach online. I'm an international coach. I coach people here in my home state of Minnesota, and I coach people all the way out in Sweden. Okay, I'm all over the place, but I'm not there with my clients. So that's why it's super important for my clients to always send me form videos so I'm checking things. But I always say to my clients, Yes, I might have this on paper. It might say three sets of 10 to 12. But as you are going through the journey through your personalized program through the system of built elite training, you have to understand that you're going to have to auto regulate on your own. You're going to have to understand that every single time you're going through the process, you might have to make those adjustments. 
So your warmups are going to differ every week. You might have a little bit more weight on your next warmup. You might feel like a warmup actually feels like a working set. You might be just mentally in a brain fog because you missed your carbohydrates last night or you slept through your alarm and you're just super stressed and you're trying to get through your warmups. Okay. So there's, there's experience to this. And I coach this a lot with my, my clients. Um, and, and like I said, this comes down to a lot of mindset, but it's also the biofeedback standpoint. So now as you're going through that second warm up, you're going into your last warm up. Okay. So this last warm up should be around eight to 10. You should feel like you have about four or five reps in the tank for this one. Okay. Now think about it. Now you're going to go into your next section, your next working part of the set. How should you do this? Now, if you're in that heavy six to eight, you should be doing that final acclimating set. So that would be, for an example, me doing 225. My 225 is six, six to eight. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do one to two reps of 225. I just want to set it up. I want to make sure everything feels good. And then well, if everything feels good, my knees feel good. My, my, I'm, I'm engaging my core. You know, my glutes are engaging. Everything feels good. I'm not just kind of going through the motion. Then I'm going to go into that top working set of 225 for six to eight. Boom. That is your tracked working set. Okay. So I challenge you, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to the TikTok, if you're listening to the Facebook live, if you're listening to the IG live, I know I have a few of my clients watching these right now, um, is really ask yourself, how is your warmups looking? And how are your top sets looking? Are you really pushing yourself? And I'm going to tell you, um, once you start really pushing yourself each week, you're going to start seeing your progressions completely blow up all the time. One of the things that I get super excited about as a coach is when my clients see like, oh my gosh, like when I actually like put my mind to the muscle, I feel that mechanical tension. I'm really pushing myself. They start seeing the progress more and more and more. Okay. So now I want to give you a tip. I want to give you a tip now through this podcast today is doing a test talk. Now I teach the test talk to a lot of my clients when they are ready. Okay. Now I don't want you going to take this and go, okay, I'm going to test talk every single movement and I'm going to go to failure at every single movement because training to failure is very taxing on the central nervous system. Okay, there's movements that you should go to failure and some movements that you shouldn't go to failure. For an example, you should not be going to failure on a on a um, on a uh, barbell back squat. If you go to failure on a barbell back squat, you're going to have that bar fall on your on your neck. Now, I have done a video of me going to failure on a pendulum squat or a hack squat. That is extremely safe. So if you want to go to failure, if you get down to the bottom of the hole, you, you're not going to wor- have to worry about that falling on your on your neck. It's, it's safe and, and secure. Um, but this is how the test talk works. Okay, so the test talk is going to show you what you truly are capable of doing in a set. So an example here, would be let's do a dumbbell squat or not a dumbbell squat. Let's do a, let's do a dumbbell chest press. Okay. Now you're going to test talk and you're going to verbally say out of your mouth, how many more reps you actually think you have in the tank. Now understand, I want you to go to failure. Okay. I want you to actually go to failure with this movement. So what you're going to do is as you're going through those reps, you're going to get to that, say 10 to 12. Now your goal is 10 to 12 reps. 
Now, once you get to that 10 to 12, I want you to verbally say out of your mouth how many more reps you think you have left in the tank. It could be one, it could be four, it could be five, it could be six. Say you get to the 10th rep and you say, I have one more. All right, and I'm coaching you. I'm, I'm looking at you right now in the gym and I'm pushing you to your limits. Awesome, cool, right? Coach Isaiah just staring at you and saying, keep doing the weight, keep moving. Now, if you say you have, say, say you say, you know, you have one left and you go to that one. All right. Now you have to keep going and you go to two, maybe you go to three. And then that last one, you are literally pushing for your life. And that's the one you go to failure. So what does that mean? Well, you passed the test talk. You actually pushed past that. But see, the, the understanding behind this is to see if you are capable of actually doing more. See, your mind is always going to tell you, stop. Your mind will always say stop before your muscles actually go to mechanical failure. So it's super important that you take some of these times. And I recommend doing the test talk like one to two exercises, you know, and verbally say, say out of your mouth when you're getting to that rep range that it's the goal. Verbally say out of your mouth how many more reps that you have. And then see if that's true. And if it's true, great. You are, you're training correctly with the correct weight. Um, and you don't need to go, you don't need to push a little bit harder, but say if you're doing 60 pound dumbbells for 10 to 12, and you say, I got two more and you actually do five or six. That's probably a good indication that you probably should add maybe five or 10 pounds. I currently had a client the other day do check-ins with me in the last couple of weeks. He just hasn't been really sore. Now, muscle soreness, DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, um, is a factor of seeing progress, but you do not have to be sore every single week, um, to see progress. I always say this, you know, do the least amount of work. You know, if you can go into the gym, not being insanely sore and you're making progress great. If you are crazy sore, like a scale nine, 10, like 10 out of 10 sore, and you're going into your workout and you're just not progressing don't do it. Don't make sure you're pulling back your um, volume. You're probably hitting that maximum recoverable volume. You're probably hitting past the limit. And again, biofeedback plays a role in this, but this individual was not getting sore much. And so I really pushed this individual, this client of mine to send me form videos. And I said, Hey, remember the test talk. And I need you to look at those last three, four reps. Are you really pushing yourself? And this individual said, I don't think I actually am. And this week he started stepping that up increased his dumbbell chest press by 15 pounds, 15. That's huge because of that test talk. And because of that, Hey, I got to shut that part of my mind off that says I can't do this anymore. It's too heavy. Now, again, it will be heavy at one point, but again, you have to really ask yourself, am I really pushing myself? So the test talk is going to be that one quick hack that anybody can use. Um, and like I said, I do not recommend doing it to every single movement. But if there's a couple movements that you feel, and again, normally it's legs that you feel like you're just, you're just kind of training, you're going through the motion, you're not really pushing yourself, try and do it up and do it on those movements. They are going to be a great benefit. So I hope you found value into today's podcast. Um, I appreciate everybody that tuned in on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook yesterday, on 
um, my on my podcast, I had over 500 people listening in on TikTok, which was like the coolest thing I've ever had from a from a podcast standpoint. So if you found value in today's podcast, make sure you screenshot it, share it to your favorite social media page, tag me in it at Isaiah Bowick. I hope everybody literally has the best day of your life and we'll talk soon.